You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 35. Run away! Run away! Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, thanks for coming over and checking it out. And if always, if you're coming on back, thanks for coming on back. If you enjoy the podcast, man, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Write and leave a review there. Be sure to subscribe so you get the podcasts straight to you every time an episode releases and comes out. And uh, you can also find me over on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston. That's J O D Y. And of course, on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. All the links and resources mentioned in this episode you can find in the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash episode 03. Five. That's the longerhall.com slash episode zero three five. So super important episode uh, for us today, super important topic for the episode today. We are going to tackle goal setting for your youth ministry, specifically how to go about setting goals. I think it's the first of the year here if you're listening to this when it releases. So it's uh, 2016 here, January 2016. It's certainly a time when, in most people's lives, we start to evaluate and set some goals for the year, or at least have some things that we want to accomplish. And I think in our ministries, that is also very, very important. Not necessarily just in January. Uh, If you're stepping into a position new, it's really important for you to have goals from the beginning and set those and, uh, and set them correctly. Uh, but even even if you've been in a position where you're fairly established, it's really important to regularly set goals and to revisit and to evaluate those as we go. And, and as I talk to a lot of youth pastors, it seems like everybody understands the importance of that. And we kind of have these ambiguous goals that we want to set, but not necessarily uh, a lot of specifics there or or often just not really sure about how to go. Uh, about beginning the process of setting some goals. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And hopefully um, this will help you in uh, in that process within the context of your ministry. So I'm going to give you kind of six things here today that I think are really, really important for uh, for goal setting. Okay, so here's number one. When you begin to set your goals, you need to start with the end in mind. So whenever you sit down to set goals for your ministry, you really want to start with where you want to be. Where do you want to end up? What is that going to look like? Okay. So for me, um, I have typically always started about five years out. If you have been around the podcast, been around the blog, you'll know uh, I have written and, and, and talk about certain seasons or benchmarks in ministry that you hit. And so those those kind of fall at six months, one year, somewhere between two and three, um, four, five, and seven. And, and those are really consistent across your ministry. 
So if you've not if you've not listened to to that episode, I'll put a link for that in the show notes. I've written on that uh, as well. I'll put a link to the blog post if you'd rather read than listen. But those things you have to know if you if you're not aware of that, you really aren't gonna. If you're not aware of those benchmarks and those seasons in your ministry, you're just you're not. It's gonna be very difficult for you to have longevity uh, there because you're you're always gonna be interpreting things and feeling like the season that you're in is unique to you or your circumstance or your situation, then you'll not recognize that it's pretty normal, especially around that two to three year mark. That's That tends to be when youth pastors leave um, because things get really difficult there. And often you find uh, you'll have youth pastors, in, and this may be you even, where you know, you've kind of been at several churches, but typically around two to three years uh, is kind of your your mark of longevity there in one position. And a lot of that is due to those benchmarks and not recognizing those. So for me, knowing and recognizing those things, I typically start uh, at five years out and work backwards. I highly recommend that because it's really going to take you till about year five to establish any type of culture uh, or anything there. So for me, um, I typically set goals at intervals that are five years three years, one year, and six months. And I will do that every year. Typically, this in January, I'll sit down, I'll look back at what I have uh, in the past set for us and what I think we feel we need to accomplish uh, moving forward at, at new goals. And I'll kind of set them at those same intervals. So I'm always kind of looking uh, at the farthest point. I'm always looking about five years out. But I have some shorter uh, time frames in there. And and so by starting at the end, it really helps you, if you start with year five, it helps you as you create those smaller interval intervals, year three, year one, and year six, because you begin to walk backwards and say, okay, here's the goal for year five. This is where I want to be. This is, this is what I want things to look like. Um, now, what kind of steps do we need to take to get there? And how do I walk us there as a ministry? And so if your goal at year five, okay. So for one of one of our one of my goals coming in here uh, to the position that I'm in uh, now, several years ago when I when I first came here, um, one of the big goals for me was to be taking multiple mission trips for our high school students, and they they had done overseas mission trips, but it always kind of was to the same place, and I wanted to be able to give opportunities. It's really important for me that our students, who, when they graduate our ministry, have been to uh, more than one country and very different environments in that. We're, we're wanting to build a, um, a heart for the nations and not just a love for one. And so that was a big, big deal for us. And in our context, we're, we're somewhat able to accomplish it. So if that was year five, then I have to back up and say, okay, what is that going to look like and how do we get there um, five years out? And so, well, in order to be able to go into multiple, we have to have uh, a good amount of kids going to one so that we can have enough students going to two. So um, our missions became a really big emphasis for us. We started that with our middle school. So we have a progression where our middle school students take the trip, take a trip somewhere in the U.S., um, and then our high school students move out, of, move beyond uh, and out of the country. And so we're just kind of walking them through there. What does that look like? Well, we have to identify multiple places. We have to uh, have relationships with multiple places and uh, and all those details. So having having those goals set helps us to accomplish that. And there are a lot of others, but that's just the first one that I 
that comes to mind uh, there that we've worked through. So start at the end, year five. What are those goals going to be? What do you want it to look like, things to look like in year five? And then from that, back up to year three, year one, and then six months from now. Um, and that will that will help you um, as you go through that. It'll also really help you um, in, in a ton when it comes to making changes that you need to make to get to that end goal at year five, because you'll be able to make those incrementally and you'll be able to do that without getting fired, which is always really uh, important. No one likes getting fired. Okay, so number one, start with the end in mind. Number two, when you set your goals, um, focus on transformation that you want to see. So these goals should be more about the transformation in your students' lives um, than just certain things you want to see. You may have some things you want to see or have in your ministry. You know, maybe you're uh, maybe you're wanting to have a certain amount of new volunteers or new leaders or adults investing in your ministry. Maybe you want to um, make a change in the curriculum that you're using or where you're going to camp or the structure of your small groups or, you know, I, those those are all fine goals, but you have to have the purpose of those changes or those goals in mind. So it has to be rooted and grounded uh, in the transformation um, that you're wanting to bring about as, as a result of that. So ultimately, um, these goals that you're setting should kind of drive you to accomplish more in the lives of your students. And if they don't, then they're probably, you know, they're probably not really worth setting in that sense. Um, we're not talking about just kind of, oh, I'd like to change our logo or, or whatever. Maybe you do. Maybe you need to. I don't know. But why? Why are you doing that? You need to know the why behind that. So being able to uh, start with the end in mind and then have the transformation that you're wanting to see in your students or your adult leaders or in your ministry um, is really, really important to setting goals that are really um, going to be something that you want to accomplish and that you're really going to be uh, able to get other other people on board striving to accomplish with you, which is going to be really, really important if you want to actually see those goals come about. Okay, so uh, number one was start with the end in mind. Number two, focus on transformation. Number three is be specific. Um, you have to be able to measure the success of whether or not you're attaining those goals. So it can't, you, you can't just have some, you know, kind of random thought in mind, or you can't say, well, uh, okay, so for example, don't say we want to grow our small groups, or we want to add small groups. We want to have more small groups than we have now, or we want to have more students attending our uh, student worship than we have now. That's great. That's fantastic. But it's probably not going to happen if you can't measure it. So realistically, you need to set a goal. How many small groups do you want to launch and start? How many students do you want to grow your student worship by? Things that get measured are the things that grow. And so you, you have to be able to be specific when you're, when you're setting these goals so that you can tell if you're actually accomplishing anything. Um, if, you don't, if you don't have that, then you never really know if you reach your goal. You can always just kind of look back and go, oh, well, yeah, I mean, we've got a few more kids coming than we did before, so we accomplished our goal. But in the beginning, maybe you weren't content with just a few more kids. You wanted to see uh, a, a certain amount of kids come to Christ 
or a certain amount of kids come and be a part of your ministry, but you never really set that specifically. So all of a sudden now you, you kind of lost some steam, okay? So whatever whatever that is, be really specific about what those goals are that you're trying to set. Number four. Um, number four, be realistic. Okay, so, I mean, be realistic with uh, with what you're trying to do. Especially, let me just warn you on this, especially when it comes to growth. By and large, your youth ministry is going to grow, if it's healthy, uh, it will grow somewhat proportionately to the church growth. Um, it can fuel some church growth, but really for a youth ministry to grow, typically the church is going to have to grow as a whole. The children's ministry is going to be healthy and growing uh, because it kind of takes all parts because we are a part of family ministry. So if a family has students and younger children, then both ministries are impacted kind of collectively. Um, if, if, if you have students coming in on parents, that becomes a whole new struggle and a whole new issue. And I know in, there's some circumstances where that's going to happen, uh, particularly in some urban settings or uh, depending on your context, your culture, and where you are. The, 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 the very first church I served in was very much like that. We, we were reaching a lot of students, but we had a lot of parents who were just in um, just really not healthy life situations, to say the least. And so they weren't necessarily going to be joining the church right off. Now, down the road, we saw some of those parents kind of come to Christ as a result of reaching their kids. But by and large, your your youth ministry, as a general rule, is going to grow proportionate to the church. And typically, it seems like that you're going to see somewhere between 10 and 15% of the church is going to be made up of your students. Um, 15, I've, I've heard that number tossed a lot as like the healthy marker of that, but it seems like somewhere between 10 and 15 um, is kind of the average on that. So if your goal is to, if you have 15 kids in your youth ministry and your goal is to double in a year, you know, I don't know, that may not be realistic. You may need to back up and look at that. It may be totally possible, uh, but I don't know. If you're running several hundred, then you're, you know, wanting to launch just a crazy amount of small groups off the bat, that may be tough to pull off right away. Um, and so you just have to have a little bit of a, a plan there. But it just needs to be realistic. I would say, in general, um, you need to be really ambitious of what you're setting. It, ne- it is a goal, after all, and something you're going to work to. But it needs to be goals that you really believe that you can achieve. And uh, if you can do that, you have a higher, a much higher chance of, of achieving uh, those goals that you have. In general, I would also just say you can accomplish a whole lot more over the longer haul of a ministry in one place than you probably think you can. Um, I think one of the big mistakes is a lot of youth pastors coming into a new position feel like they can accomplish a lot more in shorter time than they really can, and they don't quite understand the, how much they can accomplish over the longer period if they would just stay put and, and battle through. So be ambitious with your goals, but be realistic um, in that. And, and some things, listen, it's goals. Well, these aren't etched in stone. Like if you don't do these, you know, you know, you're never making it into heaven. Or if you don't accomplish these things, you're never going to be a great youth pastor. That, that doesn't, these aren't etched. These are just things that you're reaching for 
and do that. So be realistic down the road. Um, and if, if you can be realistic, it will also help you kind of uh, fight off any kind of frustration that you have down the road. Often it really helps you. One of the things that setting goals does for me in particular is it really helps me stay encouraged and it helps me stay on task. So I, I never am quite content with where we are. I'm always looking at what we what else we could be doing and how else we could be better than what we are in our ministry. Uh, but having goals, I mean, being able to go, okay, but I know like that's year five and we're only in year two of this set of goals. So we're still a few years away from being there. We are right on pace with where we need to be according to the goals that I've set for us to accomplish that. So we're okay. Even though we're not doing everything I want us to do right now, we're in an okay place. And so being really specific and realistic there um, helps me a lot when it comes to that. Okay, number five, reevaluate and revisit. This is, uh, if, if you know, if you're not going to reevaluate and revisit your goals, then setting them in the first place is really pointless. So again, for me, I tend to do this every January, really. And, and why it's January for me uh, is because I started the position that I'm in in January. Um, so if I had started in August, or if I, ha- I would probably do it every August. If I had started in June, it would probably be um, every June. Uh, but, but typically, you know, I, I would imagine this happens right before the school year or kind of right at the beginning of a new year, um, just because we tend to make changes around those times. And so setting goals is really helpful. It doesn't really matter when you do it. It just matters that you do it and that you're going to reevaluate and you're going to revisit. And there's a few reasons, um, you know, for that. Like you just, you want to be able to change and adapt as you go. And so if you had some goals set, so for example, I shared like we really wanted to be sending uh, students to multiple places by uh, year five. Well, when we hit year five, uh, that man, that was such an important goal for me for some reason. And it it just, this, as we got there and we sat down and really evaluated it and I talked through it with my parent leadership team and our youth leaders, it just became really obvious that we probably could pull that off, but it wouldn't be the best. We probably needed another uh, year to really to really do it and do it well. And so we had to come and I had to table that and push that out uh, a little further. And that's okay. Like that, that's okay. The goal is still there. Uh, it, you know, it's, it didn't go away. It was still there and we would strive to hit it. Um, and we would just push that later and do it right. It's better to do things right and to do them well than to do them like at a certain point because you had that written down as your goal and to rush that and to do it wrong. And so you don't, you don't want to do that. Um, but you do want to revisit those and you want to evaluate in some things you're going to find that just out of just naturally, you're going to be much further ahead of some things than you thought you would be. And others, you're going to be behind where you thought you'd be. And that's okay. That's why I'm telling you to revisit them often. For me, I do it every year. I sit down, I go back, I pull them out, I look over it, and uh, and I'll walk through that. You just need to find really what works for you um, in that, okay? So let me let me revisit and recap where we are so far. Number one, you're going to start with the end in mind. I typically would recommend five years out. Whatever that looks like for you is fine, but five, three, one, and six months works well for me. Number two, 
You're going to focus on transformation. So whatever those goals are, are ultimately leading to some type of transformation in the lives of your students or those you're ministering to. Number three, you're going to be really specific about what they are so that you know actually what you're aiming for. Number four, you're going to be ambitious, but you're going to be realistic uh, on what those things are. Number five, you're going to reevaluate and revisit those often, preferably at least yearly, but, um, but at least very often. Okay. And then the final thing that I would say when it comes to setting goals is have one, at least one really big ask. And here, here's what I mean by this. And this, this may sound kind of contradictory to being realistic. Um, largely, I think your, your goals need to be realistic, but I do think that it is very important that as you sit down and begin praying through this and evaluating where you're going in your ministry, what kind of things need to happen in your ministry, that you have at least one thing that you cannot accomplish unless God really shows up in your ministry. And something that you're going to point to, it's something that you are going to pray relentlessly for, you're going to rally your team around you to pray for, to shoot for, and um, and you're going to just depend on the Lord to make to make that happen as you give everything you have um, towards it. So you need to have at least one of those, one really big ask. And again, this would also be somewhat transformational um, in that in that kind of realm. But you need to have something. It's really easy sometimes in our context today to be able to kind of almost program everything with very little um, involvement or thought to God's presence in our ministries and our lives. You can pragmatically just about do it. And, and you know, this kind of safeguards that to some extent. I hope as you sit down and make goals, you are aware to be praying and to be prayer, prayerful about what it is that God would really lead you to do, that that all of the goals are kind of flushing out of a deep sense of urgency and a deep sense of prayer uh, and just fellowship and communion with the Lord, but at least have one thing. And I, I typically, this is just me, try to limit it to one, unless I just really feel like the Lord, like God's just really pressing on me more than one thing. I try to at least just have one. I try to kind of keep it at one. So I can put a lot of my attention and effort in, into that and just really ask the Lord to do something pretty amazing. Um, and, and then I just pray like crazy that he shows up and that it, and that it happens for that. And, and even I'll just be really transparent. Even in that, I probably tend to be a little too conservative, um, in that, I, you know, but I do, I do think it's really important to have that kind of one big ask there that you're asking the Lord to do that you could not accomplish without him. I think that's really healthy for you as a youth pastor, youth leader to, uh, to have that, to walk in that dependence, to be constantly reminded of that. I think it's really healthy for you to uh, be able to steer your youth leaders and your team towards that, whether that's a parent leadership team, whether that's um, youth leaders, whether that's, um, you know, your students even, that you're rallying your students, your pastor and your other staff to pray that God would accomplish this one thing this year in your ministry. Um, and I think if you if you continually do that, we stir up amongst our students and our, our people 
just an incredible uh, passion and reliance on God to be able to see those things happen. So those are the six things that I would say are really, really important when it comes to setting goals, kind of how to go about doing that. Typically, I would uh, I'd kind of block off some time, whether that if I'm able to kind of get away for a day or a morning um, and sit at a, go sit down at the coffee shop or in the evening once everybody's once all the kiddos have gone to bed or early in the morning is, is kind of one of my favorite times there where every before everybody gets up when it's really quiet um, just to be able to to really sit down and, and do this. And sometimes this isn't a I would say most of the time, this isn't a one-day thing. This is kind of over a process of a few days or weeks, really kind of narrowing uh, these things down and kind of what they look like um, in the context of, of our ministry. And uh, and it's been incredibly, incredibly rewarding. And I think it's very, very important for your longevity uh, in the ministry. And it's expe- man, man, it is very, very important, especially for your uh, just encouragement down the road because it gives you something to look at and see, okay, we are doing something. We are accomplishing something. We are making progress. You know, we're getting there. It's just going to take some time. So those are really, really important. I would love to hear from you about what kind of goals you're setting for this year. Um, What kind of uh, process you have when it comes to setting goals. Do you do it alone? Do you involve a team? Uh, in that as you set goals. I think either one of those are fine and you can do those really, really effectively in either case. But I would love to kind of hear you add to that conversation. Um, so head over to the show notes page at thelongerhaul.com slash episode 035 and uh, just leave a comment there and kind of share what does that process look like for you? What are the obstacles maybe? What kind of keeps you, holds you back from setting goals? And, and maybe even share some of your goals. What are your goals this year? for your ministry. I think um, maybe that would give even some accountability and, and other listeners can come along and kind of pray for you in those goals for you. I want to give you a resource as we finish. I always do that. We always have a resource for every episode, and I want to give you one this uh, this week as well. And um, it probably would have been better for me to come up with a resource that has something to do with goal setting, and I could have done that. But I really wanted to just share a book I've read. Um, if, if Again, if you're a follower of the podcast, the blog, if you're part of the Longer Haul community, if you're part of the mailing list, for sure. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about reading. The last episode, we were talking about, okay, how do you read more and more effectively? And, uh, and so I just finished a book by a, a pastor named J.D. Greer, who is in the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, Great pastor, great church over there at Summit. The book is called Jesus Continued, and uh, the subtitle there is great. Uh, it's called Why the Spirit Inside You is Better. The Spirit Inside You is Better than Jesus Beside You. Uh, just a really, uh, really challenging book. Very encouraging book. I enjoyed it so much. I've actually read it twice um, here in the last uh, couple weeks, and so I'll put a link for that book in the show notes. If you uh, if you have a reading list started, or if you haven't finished your reading list yet, this is a good one to tack on there. It's a real, it's an easy read, but a really encouraging, really uh, challenging read. It was, it was very, very good. I, I enjoyed it a whole, whole bunch. And if you haven't checked out the last episode on uh, just how to read more, if you're one of those people that just says, man, I just struggle to read, or I don't enjoy reading, or I'm, 
just read really slowly. In the last episode, we talked about really how to read at least one book a week, and and that's kind of conservative. You could probably do more than that um, in that, but gave you lots of cool tips and resources for that. One of the big ones there um, is audible.com. I use that. In fact, that's how I read uh, this book initially. I guess I listened to that on audible.com. And so if you've never tried audiobooks, I highly encourage you to do that. I was talking to uh, a youth pastor. Even uh, this week, I got a text message from a youth pastor that said, hey, I, I signed up for the free month of Audible and um, tried uh, tried listening to it at, at a faster rate like you recommended. And I can't believe how much easier that is and how much more focused I am and how much more I'm retaining. I appreciate that so much. So um, if you've not done that yet, man, incredible resource for you and opportunity just to give it a try. Um, for free, you can head over to the longerhall.com slash audible trial and you can sign up there for a free month and you get a free download of any of like 250,000 plus books they have at Audible. And so you could even uh, head over there, grab that free trial and download this book and listen to this book. And um, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. It's a great, 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 great book. Um, so be sure to do that. A couple of last things I want to mention to you. If you've not checked out the resource page over at thelongerhall.com, um, head over there and do that. I've got some top recommended things there that uh, that I think will help you out a bunch. You can download um, all that stuff for uh, for free, most of it. Um, some back pocket games books and some other just other um, kind of things that be our go to resources for uh, for me and for my ministry. You can check out. So head over there to thelongerhall.com and you can grab the resource page. Also, while you're there, be sure to sign up for the mailing list. You'll get uh, every week, get an email with some tips and uh, helps along the way for your ministry, as well as just an update when new podcast episodes come out, when new courses launch. Uh, just kind of stay in the know there. A few thousand folks on that list, you can join them uh, in that and just kind of be a part of what's going on there at the Longer Hall. And if you're enjoying the podcast, just one more time, head over to iTunes, please. If you got a minute, write a review there. It helps so much in the ranking for the podcast and really helps a lot of other youth pastors and youth workers be able to find the podcast and and be helped. And it's really encouraging for me, um, super encouraging for, uh, for me as those come in and I see those. So I appreciate that so very much. And man, thank you so much for listening today. I hope uh, it was helpful for you. I hope you'll set some goals. Again, take a chance to go over. If you get a chance, take some time and go over to uh, to the, sh- the show notes page there and leave a comment and share just a little bit about your goal setting process. And that'll do it for this episode this week. And so until next time, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com. Oh, <laughs>